During Dell TechFest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. What's up and welcome back to the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Finish the fight. Oh, you gotta love it, don't you? And this is a very special episode of the Kind of Funny Games cast because it's also a Kind of Funny Games cast cross X cast crossover. You kind of gotta love to see it. I'm Tim Geddes, of course. We got Snowbike Mike himself, the master of hype. Tim Geddes, thanks for having myself and Paris on to bring the X-Cast hype to this awesome games cast. Of course, six years in the making, Tim. 20-year franchise and super pumped to talk about Halo Infinite with all of you and the best friends. Hell yeah. And joining us to finish this fight is the one and only Paris Lilly. The missions change. They always do. Of course, this is our Halo Infinite campaign review. I can't believe it's actually here, guys. I can't believe we're actually doing it. Such an exciting time. Uh, you can get the show, of course, on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games or roosterteeth.com. If you wanted to get it as a podcast, just search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny games cast, and we will be right there for you. If you wanted to get the show ad free, if you want to watch it live as it's recorded, and if you want the exclusive post show that we do for each and every episode you got to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like our patreon producers pranksy tyler ross delaney twinning julian the gluten-free gamer alex j sandoval james hastings casey andrew and greg miller returns to content next month nick should quit now thank all of you uh for your support on patreon and if you want to leave a message that we will read on every single episode of the shows <laughs> you too can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny or kind of funny games uh if you don't have any bucks to toss our way that's totally cool you can use our epic creator code kind of funny on all of your epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and Fortnite to help support kind of funny we appreciate that too um but Without further ado, we're brought to you today by Honey, ExpressVPN, Audible, and, X and HBO Max, but I'll tell you about that later. We're talking about Halo Infinite. Now, Andy, you prepped something really special. You want to talk about that for a sec? Yeah, I mean, a lot of other outlets were given the chance to record uh, gameplay for it and put up a certain amount of limited gameplay that you could post, and there's a lot of, there's certain things you can post, obviously, for spoiler purposes. But up right now on this channel on youtube.com slash kind of funny games, I should have up about an hour long, um, 40 minutes of campaign mission stuff and about 20 minutes of just open world uh, exploring around Zeta Halo. Um, so go check that out. It's a lot of fun. It's it's pretty much like my first impressions of being in the game and experience it and having all those awesome hype moments with the cool music stings and the awesome chief one-liners. It's a lot of fun. So go check that out. Yeah, youtube.com slash kind of play games. So check that out after you check out this video, of course. But uh, I did not get to play the entire game yet. I only did up to the, the preview content for the game. Andy, uh, pretty similar to me as well. Uh, you've done it a couple uh, multiple times. Is that correct? Yeah, the first time around, uh, this was kind of an unconventional release. I feel we got preview codes and then we got review codes. And I, that's kind of something I haven't really experienced. Um, so we got the preview codes. I was like, let me fire it up on my Xbox. There's no PC codes. And I turned it up late at night just to kind of like check it out. I just wanted to fart around in the world for a bit. And then I just kind of kept going. And I just kind of kept going and kept going. And it's <laughs> it's so much fun that you just kind of want to keep playing. But I wasn't getting the full experience. And then we got the review codes a couple weeks later. And that's why I popped in the headphones and got like the full uh, sonic experience. And God dang, it's it's incredible. Absolutely. So, yeah. So because of that, me and you will give our thoughts throughout the whole thing. But the main event, of course, is Paris and Mike. Who would like to go first to talk about Halo Infinite? I'd like to go first. Paris Lily, the floor is yours. So... 
I did a complete run through on, on the Series X, um, and I also had the opportunity to play the campaign on PC. Probably got about halfway through bef- before you know this recording. Um, you know, I've I've been pretty tough. Like like I think Mike said it best at the beginning. This has been six years in the making. Um, I've been pretty tough on Halo and three four three since Halo Five. Just was not a fan of it. Thought they were taking the franchise in the direction I did not want to see it go. On Xcast, we've really spent the past year speculating about what Halo was going to be on the multiplayer side, the campaign, and the 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 theme that I've always said, and and I've never wavered from this. This can't just be okay. It has to be great. And I think ultimately this comes up just short of being great for me. Mm. I feel it starts strong, very strong. Um, I, I love where the story begins. I love where it ends. Um, I do feel got a little monotonous in the middle. And that was kind of my fear coming out of the preview was, being on Zeta Halo and just the way that you're attacking attacking some of these open world objectives, would it get a little monotonous? And it kind of did. But then it picked up again. And then it finishes very strong. And obviously, we're not going to spoil anything here. So for me, I mean, to keep this short, because I'm sure we'll have a bigger discussion, it is absolutely worth your time to play this game. I think 343 has finally taken the, the Halo franchise and made it their own. Um, I've, I've, I've already said that to me, this feels like a spiritual successor to Halo three. I think by making Zeta Halo semi open world, giving you these various objectives where you have the main story where you can attack these things, but there's all these other side things that you can do, which are absolutely worth your time because you're going to get valor, which gives you more experience, upgrade your fobs. And obviously you're going to go chase the Spartan cores because that's how you upgrade chief. And that unlocks some of the cool equipment that you're going to do. Some of those features weapons feel good. I mean, for me, and I know a lot of people don't want to compare 343 to Bungie, but to me, this is the first time I feel like campaign wise, this lives up to the legacy of what Bungie established through Halo CE, Halo 2 and Halo 3 to where I think people are going to jump on this and absolutely fall in love with Zeta Halo. But the one thing I have to ding them on, I absolutely have to ding them on. And I didn't think this was going to be an issue going in, but it turns out it absolutely is not having co-op at launch. Mm. That's a problem. And the reason I say that is I played the game on heroic. My thing is I love to play on legendary with my friends halfway through my first playthrough. I realized just the way that the sandbox is set up. There's so many different ways you can tackle these objectives. I want to do it on legendary with my friends and knowing I can't do that until it sounds like may is a problem. That's a pretty long wait to, to wait, to be able to do that stuff in a co-op setting. So I do think some people will walk away from this disappointed because of that aspect. I think people will have fun with their initial run through, then it's like, all right, I want to go do it again, but I don't want to go do it by myself. I want to go do it with my friends. And we have a pretty long wait for that. So like I said, I think ultimately this is a fantastic game, well worth your time, but it falls just short of, of, of that greatness that I was hoping for. But I will say one final thing. The story elements did do the job of making me care. I care about these characters again. And ultimately that's the most important thing to me. That's so very tra- encouraging. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, we're trying to implement something new here. Kind of funny with uh, a review scale, a proper review scale for, for games. And it, it's four levels, whether pass on it, you should check it out. It's recommended. We check it out. Or this is a game of the year contender. Where would you put that? I recommend you check it out. Okay. Okay. Mike. I have some follow-ups for Paris, but let's go on with yeah. Mike's thoughts. Let's get, let's get Mike's good. thoughts first. Go I am a it. little bit higher on this game than Paris is, but we're going to be right there in the line of thought. I think Halo Infinite is a great game. It is truly the next generation of the Halo franchise, and this is the Halo game that I've always dreamed of. It's wild to think of. I'm having the most fun I've had since I was a teenager playing the original trilogy, and all of the doubt, all of the fear, all of the questions that we had, is this the team? Can 343 really do it? after Halo 4 and 5, I think they laid that all to rest. They absolutely nailed Halo Infinite. And I loved all of it, from the open world sandbox, exploring Zeta Halo, to the story, which I think Paris nailed, right? It is a bombastic start. It gets in the middle, 
There's some moments there, but then it's really backloaded. And I think they've done a great job at opening it up and allowing new players to jump into the Halo franchise that will understand the story and will have a good time. And the veteran players like myself and Paris who want those questions answered, that are seeking all of the answers that they want, they're going to get that. And I'm really, really impressed with what they did. I think this is a great experience and some of the most fun I had all year. So when we look at our four-point scale, I would put this in between. I highly recommend it to Game of the Year contender. And if we're just going to put it there, I'll just put it as this is a Game of the Year contender. This is one of the best gaming experiences I've had this year that I can think of up against all the other games we've talked about. But 343 nailed it. And it's been a ton of fun to be Master Chief, to have the endless opportunities to explore this sandbox, to come at it from different angles, from different mindsets. Each and every time I engaged with the FOB or a stronghold, I would take on the banished in different ways. And I really loved that, whether it be sniping from a thousand meters away or rolling up in a scorpion tank. I thought they did a really, really fantastic job at giving me the power and the choice to do whatever I wanted. And yeah, I agree with Paris in some way, right? Co-op on day one is a big letdown. Not having that there is kind of sad, but I will say I had an incredible experience. It made me feel like Master Chief. I am the solo Spartan. I am handling business by myself. And I'll give them the pass on that because I loved playing Heroic. It had just enough challenge where I enjoyed it. But also, I think Heroic might have been a little too easy at some points. And I was steamrolling things. And I want to see what Legendary would be. And I might be worried that I can't do it alone. And it is perfectly built for two players to go at this headlong and just have fun. And some of these story beat moments are going to make your jaw drop. And I absolutely loved what they did. Can, if I could jump in, because I, I, I want to add to something that you were saying. So you talked about being able to tackle the Banish in different ways. And, and I think, if anything, that is the strong suit of this gameplay loop of this sandbox of this Zeta Halo is the first playthrough, I played a certain way. The second time, I purposely attack certain strongholds and fobs and you go out, you have your targets. I purposely did them differently. Yes. And that's that's what's great about it is you get to play this the way that you want to play it. The game is not forcing you to have to do it a certain way to get to your ultimate objective. And I think people are going to have a lot of fun with that. But that also brings me back to the co-op and why I find that a little bit of a disappointment. Because when you play with three other your buddies on Legendary, you're purposely going to be trying all kind of wacky different ways to go after a certain stronghold or something. And that's part of the fun. And, and I think that, like I said, it's not a huge disappointment. It's just a bummer in that way that you know that element is there and you know it's coming, but we got to wait. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, that, yeah. like, just to jump in real quick, and Andy, we'll get to you in just one sec, I promise. But uh, what you're saying here, Paris, like it, it reminds me a lot of what I love most about Halo, both multiplayer and single yeah. player, is the exploring sandbox, playing with the physics, all of that stuff. The amount of times me and my friends would load up Blood Gulch and not even fight each other, just kind of like yeah. explore, try to make a jump with the ghost, like all those like dumb things. But then even co-op in, in uh, single player, like going through and uh, going on the different levels, silent cartographer and everything and just like kind of trying to find different things going on and just having fun in ways that the game wasn't designed to try to make you do but just allowed you to do i'm having a lot of fun uh playing through the game of the zeta halo stuff where it feels designed for people like me they were like hey all those things are now part of the gameplay design yes. like it's part of the loot for you to go out and hey guess what swinging on the zip line is just as fun as it is in multiplayer but now you can use it a lot more and you can just spider-man your way across the damn level and it's so freaking fun but it is that bummer knowing i could be doing this with friends and not being able to like had halo never had co-op before we wouldn't be thinking about it but exactly it did and it was such yeah. a core point of of quality for the game and memories for the game and now i'm having all these nostalgic flashbacks where i'm like wow they made what was old new again and better than it's ever been but one of my favorite elements isn't going to be there. So that it's interesting that it affected you that much as well. Okay, Andy, you've been waiting. What are your questions? I, I want to jump off of that really quickly. I'm, I don't mind co-op not being there at launch. I think per, just, this is all just personally. I think it's a much smarter decision for, to have it at launch. Obviously that's like the ideal thing to, uh, to, to go with, but I, I, I'm more disappointed that it's taking so long for it to come out because. And that's I my thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I knew that I wanted to, to play this solo at first. And the reason why is I've experienced those shared world shooter games 
Um, it, when I wanted to care about the Destiny story, but me and my friends are just all farting around in a voice chat and we're missing the cutscenes and we're missing those important beats. And a lot of that's just on us, but that's just kind of what naturally happens when you are just fucking around with friends. Um, so I'm, I do wish that it would have come out sooner. I do wish a co-op would come out sooner so you could tackle it immediately after you beat it by yourself and go, all right, let's all try to take on those missions on Legendary and see what sort of experiences we can make for ourselves. The thing I wanted to ask Paris about the the monotony in the middle of the game, do you think that's uh, more of something that is created by you wanting to be more of a completionist and going after a lot of these fobs? Or is it just kind of something that you will run into regardless of the experience? It's it's twofold. It's from a story standpoint, and it is from just the way that the the, the Zeta Halo is set up, where I kind of felt like... I was just hitting a routine of like, like you're saying, you want to go get this Valor. You want to go get these Spartan cores because you want to upgrade chief. You want to upgrade the grapple shot, the radar, the shield, you know, thrust, et cetera. You want to upgrade these things because you want chief to be as badass as possible by the time you get to the back end of the game. And it feels kind of routine in that way of like, all right, all right, the weapons put some new objectives on there. Let me go do them, rinse and repeat, because I, I need these things because I, I want to continue to upgrade uh, upgrade Chief. But then even from a story standpoint, I kind of felt like they were stalling a bit to kind of give us more exposition to things that I didn't necessarily think I needed. I kind of was like, I, I just want to go do the thing. Why, why am I going to do this? Why, like, oh, you again, I don't want to spoil anything, but you, you'll see what I mean. Um, but then once you get past that and you actually get to where I felt the story was going, I was like, all right, we're back. L let's go. Let's go do that thing. I'm excited for this. Right. And look, a lot of games suffer from this. So it's not like right. Halo is unique to this or, you know, this is that big of a deal. Um, I will say, ultimately, if you love the sandbox that Zeta Halo is, it'll be fine. But I just think you'll 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 spend a few hours there where you're like. I hope I don't keep doing this because it kind of just is starting to feel routine and then they shake things up and then you're fine. Well, one of my main worries with the open sandbox is that whenever we have these large open world games, um, one thing that can break up that monotony is a visual change. You go into mm -hmm. a different biome, you might be doing the same stuff, but this time you're in the snow, this time you're in a different area. Uh, I, I think we could probably get into spoiler stuff there. So maybe we don't want to quite right, get there. But right, right. I, I think the game is very structured in a way that it's core story missions, which are sort of traditional Halo type things, and then open world stuff that kind of uh, supplement those core story missions. But I, I was kind of worried about the that getting kind of repetitive of we're still sort of in this foresty wilderness area and it all kind of still looks the same to me. And uh, that is one thing that I was worried about. Were there any fobs that kind of just mirrored the other layouts of the other fobs, Mike or, well, or Paris? And I, I think that, oh, go ahead, Mike. Go ahead, Mike, I, was just, I think all the fobs look the same to me. Yeah. I think what they did a strong point of was the strongholds. And I think Paris will tell you just like me, every single one of those from the fobs to the strongholds feels very samey on what you need to do. Open up three doors, destroy three fuel depots. But what I was impressed with with the strongholds was each one felt unique, whether it had its own little story to it, whether it had its own unique look, right? Because some of them were research facilities with a really cool little middle area they wanted to check out. One of them was a fuel depot, a garage they were building vehicles in. And I was really impressed that even though it felt samey on each and every single one of them, at least on the strongholds, they felt unique every single time I went up to them. And I really liked that. And I think that was the saving grace as to opposed to do the same thing 12 times and knock the same thing out. They did do a good job of making it feel different. Now, now here's one other saving grace that I would say to not, cause I'm sure people are hearing, we're saying there's a lot of samey stuff in here and it's not as bad as I think we're kind of projecting right now. The AI of, of the banished of these brutes, the brute chieftains, the elites, hell, even the goddamn jackals and grunts, is so freaking good. Like, I, again, I played on heroic. I don't know what it's like on legendary or normal, but it's so good to where they will challenge you. They will not let you just sit and cover. They will grenade spam you. They will push you out 
of cover and make you and flank you and make you do things that you're not comfortable doing if you waste too much time if you don't have the right weapon set on you it can get a little tough because i know mike you mentioned before heroic um didn't feel that difficult to you it's interesting because my first playthrough it did but then by by the end of it i started to kind of understand you know how to play the game or whatever and my second time definitely wasn't feeling the challenge as much but if they caught me slipping they'll get you yeah. right regardless yeah. so so that yeah, element yeah. is definitely still there so and this is where i say again you can have fun in the sandbox by purposely like doing different things to like i wonder if this will work if i go in with that one i wonder if that'll work you, you know what i mean right. you can do different things to see if like oh well shit that did work okay cool you know or nope that didn't work not gonna do that again let me go tackle it this way kind of thing so yeah like i said there's that few hours there where i kind of worried about the repetition but like i said ultimately it's not that big of a deal i think yeah, there's that I'm sort of tough thing. balance uh really quick just there is that sort of tough balance when we talk about wanting to complete a lot of these story missions because you want to keep on upgrading thus making the game more repetitive and i know a lot of people ran into that with ghost of tsushima which i played this year as opposed to the year that it came out and I fully played through it. I put like 70 hours into it. And I had a lot of fun with it. And I think it may be my game of the year from that year. But I think a lot of these games can be as repetitive as you make them. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and that is sort of, I think, one of the main worries of at what point do you say, do I want to keep going for these upgrades when really I just feel like I'm doing menial tasks? Tim, and see, what I love about that real quick is, is the fun factor of it all because to me it is uh, so far in what i've played i know i saw there was a spartan core i was looking at the map and i'm like cool these are the things i need to upgrade my chief i i want to make sure that i'm upgrading my uh grapple hook as quickly as possible because i want to max that out i'm really having a fun time using it and i was looking at one and i'm like oh that's way too far i don't think that the game wants me to be at that part of the map yet and i was like looking at it, i'm like i'm just gonna try you know <laughs> yeah. and i yeah. start like walking over there and i haven't unlocked the banshees yet or i haven't had access to any of the aerial uh uh, vehicles which would have made this so much easier but instead i spent 45 minutes trying to trying to get across this chasm and i'm like i swear to god there has to be somewhere here i can jump off and grab just right and like kind of swing and keep pulling myself up and i keep doing the spider-man thing you get what i'm doing uh but eventually it i got there and i get this core and it's just like one ability point. And I'm like, I just spent 45 minutes. <laughs> like when, if I just waited and just like let the story play out a little bit more, I would be able to get this thing easy peasy without any, any attempt at worrying about it. Right. But I spent 45 minutes getting it. And I had so much fun doing that. Like, so that's the, the thing for me where it's like, you go out of your way, but like the game just kind of allows you to, like Andy was saying, these repetitive things you can handle in different ways. And as long as you're having fun, that's kind of like the point. And I think that the game gives you so many ways to have fun uh, that even if you're wasting time, it doesn't actually feel like you're, you're wasting time. I'm interested in seeing like how that is going to play out over the, the entire length of the, the journey and stuff. But sorry, Mike, go for it. Yeah, no, I, I mean, when we talk about this, the fun is how you make this. And the cool part about upgrading the fobs and following that fob quote unquote battle pass, I like to call it with the valor or doing the high value targets as Paris said, right? Is the loadouts you bring into each encounter. And the cool part is, is with the high value targets, you get different weapon variations. And just like on the fob battle pass, there's different weapon variations you can bring in. And so what I really enjoyed was after that first couple of hours, like Paris was saying, where I started to feel monotonous, all I did was grapple hook left and right. And I'm just grapple hooking. When I finally said, you know what? Let's open up the Spartan toolkit, right? Let me throw this shield down. Let me thrust her and go invisible over here. Let me grab this really cool cluster strike gun that has two clusters shooting out at the same time or a cool banished hammer. It's like, man, the whole game is elevated and changed. And I think the fun is how you make it when you go into these encounters. Because, yes, they're going to feel samey. But what they did with the sandbox and how the world feels so lived in, where you could be walking from point A to point B, roll up on just a squad with ghosts standing next to them, steal their ghosts, and go to the next spot with a ghost in hand is really, really cool. And so you have to make the fun and you have the opportunities to make the fun. And doing the extra stuff is going to allow you to really enjoy a lot more awesome combat because you can go straight for the story missions only and you don't have to do any of the sandbox stuff, truly and honestly. It feels like that's kind of added on. But if you do that, you're really going to enjoy the fun of it all. And I encourage everybody to try other things Then that's just not the grapple hook. I know so how easy it is to do. 
with the with the two of you uh with as far as you guys are are you incentivized to like i need to get everything i'm going 100 percent this i want to find every single thing possible yeah i i am i i, I want to do that like I, I, again kind of just going off what mike is saying and you, your your forty five minute story. I probably got a dozen of those myself, where I'm going after something I probably shouldn't be going after right now. But hell, I'm just gonna go do it anyway. Yeah, yeah. It, it is fun to go do that. Um, eat, like going after those high value targets. I, I really enjoy doing that. And like they said, they all drop their own unique variant of of a weapon, which you know you can go pick up again later from a fob once you once you unlock it. But I like doing that. Um, mm-hmm. I find found myself the discovery on Zeta Halo is probably my favorite part. I was on foot a lot versus yeah. being in a vehicle or even being aerial and just you run into those propaganda towers. You know, you see a little group of like, oh, what are they doing over there? And you go over there and you wind up you're in a firefight or I load up a bunch of Marines in a warthog. And, you know, we, we just go start causing shit for no reason. Right. You know, just yeah. little things like that. It's fun. So the collect-a-thon of it, and not everyone's going to be into that, but I am kind of a completionist kind of guy. I want Chief to be as bad as as possible. So I want everything. But not everyone is going to want to do that, and that's okay too. You don't have to. And that's the beauty of it. If you don't want to upgrade the grapple shot to the maximum, you don't have to. You can still complete the game. You know, it might be a little, you might, you're, you're limiting your toolkit, so to speak. But you can still accomplish your goals without doing it. It's it's really up to you how you want to tackle that stuff. Yeah, Paris, you said it so well. Exploration is fun, and exploration is worth it, right? It's really cool to explore what 343 created with Zeta Halo. It feels lived in. It feels like I'm part mm-hmm. of the Halo universe, mm-hmm. right? You can clearly see when the UNSC held the ring, and then when the Banished took the ring, and then when the UNSC hid for their lives on the ring, right? And it's really cool to be exploring and you're going to explore a lot on foot, right? You don't unlock that wasp for quite some time. So whether yeah. you be driving on a mongoose or on foot, just grapple shotting like Spider-Man across the map, you're going to be on foot a lot. And it is so worth it to go out and explore. And even the far reaches of the ring where nothing is happening, they've done a good job at still making it look very cool and having like banish just kind of sprinkled in there. Like, oh, there is a group patrol going on over here that I can fight. And I'm in the middle of nowhere. And nobody should be here. And some of the cool part about exploration is like, you're going to get to the highest peaks. And when you get on a Vista, 343 knows when to just slap you in the mouth with the music. And that yes. music is going to kick on. And you're going to be like, this is the absolute best moment around. And you're going to take in this breathtaking Vista and you're going to love it. And so, yeah, exploration is so much fun. And they made it well worth it. And it's really cool to see this mix of multiplayer cosmetics, right? You unlock these lockers. And I don't know pairs what you think of those but i really enjoyed that thrill of like oh man i'm gonna be able to show this off to tim andy and pairs on our fire team when we play multiplayer the issue was is i don't know what they actually looked like for us in the preview build all we saw was a name and a word of what Mm -hmm. it was and that's it so it's like hey here's the commando skin okay i don't know what that looks like but i unlocked it and those are well worth it i'll tell you this I ended the game with 22 extra Spartan cores. I have every single Spartan core in the game. And so that shows you that if you want to fully upgrade your Master Chief, you do not need to go hunt down Spartan cores because they're going to give you enough to probably fully upgrade because I finished with 22 extras with nowhere to put them. So I'm pretty sure they sprinkle them in the story missions enough for you to get pretty close to filling it all up. The skulls are well hidden. Audio logs tell an awesome story from the perspective of the UNC the Banished, and other Spartans, which is really, really cool. So go check that out. and It's well worth your time to explore. It is some of the best exploration I've seen in a video game because maybe I'm just a big Halo fan, but I loved it. Maybe. I love so much that the pilot is is just Pequod from Metal Gear Solid Phantom Pain. And <laughs> the chopper's coming by, and he's dropping you a new thing that you could use, and he's essentially just in this big ship dropping you vehicles and kind of being your reconnaissance in the air. Um, I'm so encouraged by Paris saying, you know what, I didn't, this game falls a little bit short of great, but the story moments still hit because I have cared about each subsequent Halo less and less as we go on. Uh, all right, let me say, I've cared about the chief story less and less, right? Like I think Halo one, that's, it just hits the hardest because it's the first one. Halo 2 hits, I kind of care less. Halo 3, by the time Halo 4 comes out, I put two hours into it. I just don't care. Halo 5, I never even 
I don't think I ever started the campaign, to be honest with you. ODST and, and Reach, I thought, were, were really good games. Um, but that's so encouraging to hear that those story moments are still hitting and you are actually caring about these characters from front from the beginning to the end. I think that's that's incredible. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because I, I think like for me, I, I talked about this a little bit in a preview and it, it is proven out true going through the entire game. We in real time have had a relationship with the Master Chief for 20 years. And again, I'm not going to spoil anything for 20 years. And this feels like an infinite when we're reintroduced to him and just throughout the story. I think this is the most I've learned about Chief in 20 years, right? Yeah. And you can tell he's been through a lot. And just even from the banishes, banished standpoint, you know, he's the demon. He's this legend out there. There's just so much responsibility and so much that weighs on him for various reasons, not, not to spoil anything, that you feel that. And, and I think that's very important from, from a story standpoint and works very well. Um, I would say even the pilot. The pilot is us. We're the pilot. We're the, like, why the hell? Why aren't we going home? Why? And Chief is like, because we have to do our duty. We have to be here to, to, you know, to stop them from doing the thing. Again, no spoilers. But the weapon, even her being the Cortana replacement as this brand new naive AI and her navigating through this world and trying to understand the history and the legacy of Chief and this conflict with the Covenant and the Banished and all that. There's, there's so many different working parts from a character standpoint here that I, I truly enjoyed it. I really did. I yeah. really cared what was going to ultimately happen to these characters by the time the credits rolled. And I think yeah. a lot of that Paris is, I think a lot of that is due to the performances. I, yeah. mm -hmm. again, I'm only a couple of hours in, but uh, goddamn, what a, what a lovely character the weapon is. And just the back and forth that she has with chief. It's, it's fucking adorable. Uh, the pilot is great. I love how much he just hates the situation yes. and it's just like <laughs> in fear of everything. Um, I, I remember watching the digital foundry video when it first released and they talked about how the facial animations are at half the frame rate of everything else happening. And I, I can't not see that now. Um, whenever you see the mouths move, they're moving at 30 frames per second and everything else is 60. Mm -hmm. um, but that that uh, you know even with that being there i think that the facial capture and facial animations are so expressive um whether it's the weapon in her sort of holographic form whether it's um the, the holographs of the banished characters whether it's the pilot the way that they are so expressive i think lends a lot to making you care about them and having them feel like real people that you have to care for well, not even just them, like all the way down to earlier, uh, Paris was bringing up the, the grunts and the jackals. And I think one of the most iconic things about Halo is the banter, like them, the, the enemies just kind of like uh, talking shit or being scared of the chief and like all these things. And my God, I, I from what I played in this game, I already think it's my favorite in the entire series. There's so much dialogue. There's so much unique situations and, and ways that they react to what you're doing. I am so impressed with it. I'm so impressed by the different vibes that each kind of species or whatever of the the enemies there are, how they, they act differently. They speak differently to each other. They, they treat their own and others differently than each other does and i think that it's so cool and i love like the what the, the way they'll call chief demon or the way they, they'll refer to him i love that it makes the world feel so so real and lived in and like it's been going for 20 years andy i wonder at one point will that get repetitive and i'm sure mike and paris can talk more about that because so far it is fresh as hell <laughs> and every grunt feels like they are a different person and mm -hmm. I run into one grunt and he's yelling at his other grunt friend you could have saved him <laughs> and then there's another grunt in in the uh, uh, again these are all just little these are all just little uh, lines being yelled by random grunts and I hear a grunt going hey uh anybody second guessing this whole killing every human thing <laughs> like I like everything is so freaking funny and I'm wondering at what point will we start to see that repetitiveness no no, no. It, it never gets oh, old. Oh, hell yeah. It never gets old. Matter of fact, and I can't remember the exact line. There was a grunt, you know, I did something dumb and I died. And the grunt was like, really? That's it? That that That's, you know, like, in other words, <laughs> like, you're a scrub. I'm like, ah, F you, dude. I can't <laughs> wait to get back in there. You're the chief? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, before we move on, let me tell you about our sponsors. 
This episode is brought to you by HBO Max. HBO Max has kept my streaming queue stocked all year with all kinds of amazing content, including The Matrix Resurrections coming out later this month. I cannot wait for that. Of course, right now you can watch Succession Season 3, Insecure Season 5, so many great shows. Curb your enthusiasm. Season 11, come on. HBO Max has all your favorite titles available for streaming, and they've got something for everyone. Don't miss out on taking your entertainment game to the the next level. HBO Max is the streaming home of over 13,000 hours of addictive series, blockbuster movies, and exclusive originals. You can start streaming on your favorite devices today. Sign up now at hbom.ax slash kindoffunnydec. hbom.ax slash kindoffunnydec. It's like December, kind of funny, December, kind of funny, dec at hbom.ax slash kindoffunny. D-E-C. Next up, shout out to Audible, because you definitely want to listen to Andy Weir's Project Hail Mary on Audible. This interstellar science-based thriller from the best-selling author of The Martian is skillfully performed by Ray Porter, who brings the already gripping tale to life with vibrant and witty narration. A lone astronaut must save the Earth from disaster in this epic tale of discovery, speculation, and survival that's part scientific mystery, part intergalactic journey, and all edge-of-your-seat entertainment. This is one you don't want to miss. This Audible Studios production of Project Hail Mary is a number one New York Times audio bestseller, and it's continuing to top Audible's bestseller charts and getting all kinds of rave listener reviews. You can hear what listeners are calling the highest order of geekgasm metal. Get on over to audible.com slash Project Hail Mary and listen now. That's audible.com slash Project Hail Mary. Audible.com slash Project Hail Mary. Next up, shout out to ExpressVPN. Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like going to the bathroom and not closing the door. It's nasty, it's bad, and it's not safe. Your internet service provider knows every single website you visit. ISPs can sell this information to ad companies and tech giants who then use your data to target you. But with a VPN, your ISP can't follow you around the internet. ExpressVPN creates a secure, encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so your online activity can't be seen by anyone. ExpressVPN's rated number one by Business Insider and Tech Radar. It works on phones, laptops, and even routers, so everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can also be protected. I've been using this for years, kind of funny's been using it, and we are safe and secure, and it feels so good. Secure your online activity by visiting expressvpn.com slash of funny today that's e-x-p-r-e-s-s-v-p-n.com slash kind of funny and you can get an extra three months free expressvpn.com slash kind of funny and finally shout out to honey we're all shopping online right now hunting down those perfect gifts so no one wants to spend their time hunting down the perfect promo code that's work for honey the shopping tool that finds those promo codes for you and automatically applies the best ones to your cart there's a bazillion holiday codes out there right now and honey can get you the savings hookup honey supports over 300,000 stores online and the best part is once you install the honey extension in your browser you never even need to think about it again it just automatically applies to any time you're shopping on the internet when you're ready to check out in online shopping the honey button drops down it's got this cute little dancing coin guy and then you click apply coupons and you're saving cash if you don't already have honey you can be straight up missing out on free savings it's literally free and installs in just a few seconds and by getting it you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show uh, i absolutely love honey been using it forever and you should be using it too get honey for free at joinhoney.com kinda that's joinhoney.com slash kinda Andy what about you when it comes to what you've experienced of the open world with the Zeta Halo stuff are you like you you've played a bunch of these types of games you're just even talking about ghosts like do you think that the the Halo hook is going to be enough to make you want to do absolutely everything or are you like from what I played I'm I'm going to maybe mainline it maybe do a couple things here and there I think once once you start to see the layout of what the open world game is doing and you start to understand the rules, I immediately felt the excitement of the weapon opening up the map and saying, oh, some UNSC people need your help over here. Go free them. And by the way, you can also do this and uh, go go to this area and there is a, a high value target. All of that stuff just is just so my shit when it comes to open world games. Um, and I seek those out and I want to go help out those UNSC people. And I want to free them from being cap, uh, captured. 
Um, I think it is completely, uh, I know I'm going to want to kind of completion this because it just, it just feels good to play. Um, I think that opening moment when you see the first fob, you free the first fob and then you see, and we keep saying fob, and for those of y'all don't know, that's forward operating base. Uh, <laughs> uh, you see a fob really far in the distance, like extremely far away. You need to go quite a, a distance to get there and it's downhill. And I picked up a canister and I chucked it what felt like a mile. And this fucking canister is just flying in the air. And then it hits the gate. And I'm zoomed in on it. It hits the gate way the hell down there. And then I see the energy canisters that you have to protect lowering. Because they know that they're being attacked. And they are... This thing is so far away. Like, the, the, the grunts are pixels large <laughs> on my screen. And it's just, it's so cool the way, how responsive the world feels and the way the characters and enemies feel. Uh, Paris is mentioning how great the AI seems and how they will pick up on your habits and make sure you aren't just camping in that area. All of it just feels so responsive and real. And I, I think we saw a lot of great videos on Twitter over the, over the first sort of uh, weekend preview that everybody had where... I believe Jeff Grubb and Gene Park and, and, and um, Brittany Bombacker from What's Good Games tweeting about how responsive the world really is and getting close to a Ford operating base and maybe sneaking in if you can and trying to get a few stealth kills. But once they're alerted, it really feels like the world is reacting to you. And mm -hmm. I think that's what makes the game feel like super special in that case, in that sense. Mike, you are you got all the cores you got all that are, is there things that you're missing out in the world yeah so the only thing i'm missing right now are the skulls and about six audio logs so i have completed everything that i want the skulls are very hidden i was lucky to find the two skulls that i have found and that was purely by just chance and i think they gave it to me like put it on my mini map because they felt bad for me but the skulls <laughs> are very well hidden and they are going to be tough to find it will be fun to see all of the wiki guides that show you the videos of how to get to them. And, you know, it's really, really cool to see the collectibles and to explore the world and have some fun just being Master Chief and the endless possibilities. Like Andy said, right? I've had banished throw energy containers at me and I've caught them with the grapple shot and thrown them right back at them, right? I've seen enemies roll up from a sky drop and try to surprise me in the middle of nowhere. And I think that's that moment that brings me back to the high school days where, all night I want to play Halo, and then the next day I want to return to school or work, and I want to tell stories of me on the ring. And the cool part about what 343 and Halo Infinite is, is every single one of our stories will be unique, right? They will all be very similar, just like the Halo past of, oh, you did this, you did that. But now we'll be like, oh, man, you went in as a chopper. I brought out a sniper rifle, and I mm -hmm. did this. Or, hey, I snuck into this back cave. Did you know there's a cave that you can get into, and you can kind of scurry your way in? And infiltrated oh did you just jump in from the wasp and that's something that really stands out to me and makes it special of like that's the halo conversation the halo moments that i love the most and i can't wait to share more of them with so many people and i think that's why when i say it's a great game and what we've seen from the multiplayer and the excitement people have they're gonna go wild with this for that first couple of weeks doing crazy things but see i i, I do and I, and I hate to keep harping on this but everything that you're saying mike i i 100 agree with but all I can think about in my head is I want to go do that with all my buddies on legendary and a kind of funny stream on a Wednesday afternoon. That's, that's going to be missing for a while. And, yeah. and I do worry about, I, I worry about that from a standpoint of, I think everyone's going to have a blast. The first couple playthroughs on this campaign, we're, we're honestly going to have that all done before oh. 2022. Yeah. So what's going to fill in that gap and obviously there's multiplayer that's separate but from a campaign standpoint what's filling that gap until may and i understand this is infinite i understand potentially we'll see some dlc content they'll be able to extend things out into the sandbox but it doesn't sound like any of that's coming anytime soon either so like i said it's it's a bummer that that's not there for everything that you just said because all of that would be enhanced with friends especially the skull thing imagine a friday night get three of my buddies let's just go skull hunting let's go find skulls you know you're just going to go do that mm -hmm. right that's something that we can't do till may 
And and that's it's just a bummer. And again, I hate to keep harping on it, but I, I do think that that is a fair critique, you know, with this game coming out right now. One second, and, Andy. So I agree with you. Totally, Paris. I think first off, I think playing through solo on your first playthrough is an awesome experience. Like I said before, you feel like your master chief. This is the one man army that we all know and love. But on the flip side, Paris, I totally agree with you because I'm someone who I just said, I've almost 100% of the game. And when you finish the game, you go back into Zeta Halo. You can't replay the missions. The world is now mm. super quiet. So it's not like the first experience that you all have where you're out there and the banished have taken over. I have a UNSC run Zeta Halo. And when <laughs> I mean it's quiet, you jump into certain areas and it is lackluster compared to what the first part was when right. you had engagements, right? And so I agree, there's no, for me, no reason to replay this besides we had a preview build and now I have to do it all over again. When I beat this, I jumped into that ring and it's quiet time. And I don't like that because now, like you said, I would love to restart the game and do a co-op. And yeah, waiting six months sucks. I think the first experience you should go at it solo and enjoy it and you will. But yeah, I agree. That six months wait is too long. This should have been weeks, if not launched at day one with co-op. Because once you return, you're not going to have the same time. It's very, very quiet out there. Andy? Um, I, I wanted to jump off on, on a different point. D did you all, how do you all feel that the year delay affected the game? Because from my experience so far, this game runs like a dream, whether it's on Xbox or on PC. Um, I haven't had any issues whatsoever when it comes to performance or whether it comes to major bugs or anything that, that are kind of affecting my experience you all played the full game you've played way longer than i have what sort of stuff have you experienced and are there any issues that you ran into when you said ah you can't do that because when you interact this weapon in that area it fucks up the whole thing and it crashes the only thing i've seen i've had a few audio drops and and i've noticed a little bit of pop in a few times right but from just a pure gameplay standpoint it's been fine and, and to answer your your question i think and we've we talked about this on the next cast many times but the year delay was probably the smartest decision in the history of xbox and and i don't say that lightly because i don't want to know what this game would have looked like a year ago i i don't and i think if it would have come out hot and had a scenario that we've seen with a few other games recently, it could have done permanent damage to the franchise. It really Whereas, feels like an industry defining moment. Yeah, it yeah. does. It does. Because I think Halo, I'm now excited to see the next thing coming from Halo. Whereas if this would have come in hot after Halo five, I would have been like, dude, really? I'm, I'm done. I, I, I don't need this anymore. We're now I'm reinvigorated in Halo. I'm reinvigorated into that universe. I want more. Whereas you gave me a buggy game that was all over the place. We're not having that the discussion. And that not only is campaign, that obviously goes with multiplayer as well, even though obviously there's some issues, you know, with progression and the battle pass and all that, which, uh, you know, they're going to fix. But yeah, in my opinion, smartest thing they could have done was delay this game a year. And that obviously took, I don't want to say courage or anything. That's too strong of a word. But I mean, it, it took some guts to do that because it was clear that Halo was supposed to be the flagship launch title for the Series X. And to delay that game an entire calendar year, really more than a year, says a lot about, about the leadership over at 343 and Xbox as a whole. Paris, do you think that they should have had the multiplayer come out on the 20th anniversary? And then do you think they should have delayed the campaign till co-op is done? Or do you think that they made the right call with this? Ultimately, no. Um... I think as much as I'm saying, oh, I wish the co-op was there, you are getting a full single player experience from start to finish and you can enjoy it. Um, yeah, if the multiplayer was ready. Absolutely put it out. Um, yeah, may, may would have been too long. That would have just been too long of a gap. At that point, I would probably say delay both. Really, if, if that was the case, if, if you couldn't have the campaign ready until May to go with the co-op, Maybe they would should have just delayed the multiplayer as well. It's it's a tough call because I honestly see both sides of the argument. Really, I mean, you know, that had to be on the tough thing. I don't think they wanted to push Halo all of Halo into 2022. You know, and maybe just having the multiplayer out 
with and having to wait six months for the campaign, which you would have to pay for, by the way. I, that just yeah, maybe that's too long. No, they're striking at the perfect time. Halo is hitting a fever pitch right now after four weeks of multiplayer and the goods, the bads, whatever. People are loving what they're playing. And this is about to strike at the holiday season, right when Xbox wants it to really drive Game Pass. The Game Awards, they're going to be talking about it. Everybody online will be talking about this next week. And that's a big deal for Xbox and the team. So I think you got to drop this right now while it's really hot. One thing I want to give a, a shout out to that I'm always a sucker for is the sound mixing. And this game fully uses Dolby Atmos. And that's a, a perk that Xbox has that PlayStation doesn't. PlayStation has its Tempest uh, 3D audio, which is great. But in my opinion, nothing can rival uh, Dolby Atmos so far. And in terms of video games, Xbox and the first party studios over there are the ones really pushing that forward. And I think this is the best example we've seen so far. Uh, a month ago, I was praising Guardians of the Galaxy, which I also think does a fantastic job um with the 3d audio design but halo man there's there's so much that goes into what makes halo special and i do think that the sound of the guns uh the sound of the overshield the sound like all of the sounds matter so much right and like being able to detect and define exactly where a noise is coming from um uh, is something that i'm having a lot of fun of in the open world uh where it can feel so far away but you can pinpoint how far away it is behind you and all of that. I think that they really knocked it out of the park from a technical perspective. And Andy talking about, you know, uh, this, this game, the delay of all that uh, that could mean. I do think that for every praise I just gave from an audio perspective, it's backed up visually. This game is beautiful. I love how I've been playing it on PC in super ultra wide, and I've been playing it in 4K on the TV. And both experiences are different, but equally impressive and just again the art style everything about it going back to the the og type of halo look i think that this game runs like better than i could have ever imagined it would one thing i noticed that i don't love and it's the tiniest nitpick but the the pilot's eyes are just not next gen to me <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah uh, there's a couple moments with him that don't look quite right yeah the the pilot um I, I guess he's the the main character that I've actually seen in these cutscenes so far, a human character, um, where the 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 pupil is not concave. You don't have the that it looks like he's wearing contact lenses, and he might be he might be wearing colored contacts <laughs> on top of his <laughs> eyes, and that's why they look kind of like a bulby um, in a way. But um, I, I thought like when when you play Guardians and you see the camera turn around to the profile view of one of the human characters. Or even like Drax, you see, like that's the way that's the way an eyeball really looks and is structured. And it's it's one of those things that's the tiniest nitpick, but it definitely bothers me whenever he's looking right at you and it's like, oh Jesus, <laughs> like close your eyelids a little bit. It's freaking me out here, pilot. <laughs> I I have three small nitpicks that I don't like about the game. One of them I think plays in, and you can tell this team was trying their best to put co-op in. Is there's a of course the pause menu, but then there's the select menu, as I like to call it, that brings up your tack map, your Spartan cores, your f high value targets. And for a game that is single player, right? Right now, this game is single player. I hate that when I click on that menu, the game is still running like a Dark Souls or other games where fronts will shoot at you. Mm. There is no, you're not pausing it in any way, shape or form. So that is a little ding for me of like, that's weird, but you can tell that was built for co-op. So me and Paris yeah. could keep playing and I wasn't going to slow them down, but I just feel like for day one, if there's not going to be that, it's odd that that game keeps running. Also, no stealth. There's this really weird mix of us being this open world and having an awesome opportunity to come at it with endless different angles and opportunities in this adventure. But the moment that I shoot someone, the moment that I'm seen from a mile and a half away, the moment you throw that barrel, you know, from yards away, everybody snaps onto you, right? There is no stealth. Even if you backstab somebody, Really, everybody knows. And it's this weird mix of like coming hot off of Far Cry 6 where I can stealth the whole base and coming into this. It feels like the moment Chief moves, it's on no matter what. And, and yeah, I like that, but it does feel weird that there's no stealth even whatsoever. In the, even in, in the first Halo, which like I, I dove into a few months ago, there were at least still some segments in that very first game where you could kind of take some some grunts out and kind of keep moving forward without being detected. So that's a that's a weird choice. The, I and guess then, stealth is maybe in biz is like, that's probably, probably look at it. Right. I, yeah. The moment you shoot, it's on and popping. So just go out there and kick ass is super dope. Finally, photo mode. 
you know, we live in this world where everybody really likes photo mode and this is beautiful. It's Halo, it's open world. And there's no photo mode at all. So I'm just smashing that share button. But there are moments where I really wish I could go in depth and, you know, get a better piece of the scenery without the HUD and have a nice moment. But I can definitely, of course, go into it again with co-op, right? They built it so we aren't slowing down the progress of play. But Ghost of Shushima made a really great co-op photo mode as well. That was a ton of fun to use. So I would like to see photo mode eventually implemented. But those are my three small, very small nitpicks. Overall, everything else was fine. And also, shout out to the composers. Shout out to my guy, Gareth Coker, on the track, y'all. It's three composers, but I love Gareth. The whole soundtrack is unbelievable. They hit on so many. And there's one I know Paris will smile, but there's a mission in the back half where you smile because that music kicks on and it's on and popping, y'all. And it's <laughs> awesome to play. I want to talk about the, the missions actually a little bit. We spent a lot of time talking about the, the Zeta Halo open world, all that. Uh, what about the actual campaign missions, the more traditional linear style Halo things? Were you guys kind of impressed by what they did? Do you think that it felt modern enough or was it kind of just revisiting old tropes? Um, I, I, I think they did a great job because one other thing we haven't really touched on are the boss encounters, which that's where you're going to get get those is during during the missions where you're going to run into these mini bosses and obviously, you know, spoiler stuff towards the towards the back end. And um, I think they do a great job of kind of telling the story during these missions and you understand the purpose of it what the stakes are as you go through yes that classic halo element is there especially early on that you see in the preview stuff but even once you get to some of the later things i think they do a great job of mixing it up so like we talked about before it doesn't just feel rinse and repeat monotonous stuff i feel like you're doing some things out of the ordinary which is good you know for a halo game and not not just repeating yourself over and over yeah, totally agree, Paris. It's just this fun balance of like, here's the next gen, here's that open world, and like we're trying something new, but here's the tried and true formula, right? These are guaranteed A to B linear structure missions with the story really being at the forefront. And it's really cool to see and feel that, right? This is, if you're a Halo fan, you've played them all, this is what you know and love, right? This is that sandbox feel in kind of a smaller, you know, linear structure but it's awesome to see the named enemies here. I'm really impressed that the named enemies really elevated the gameplay for me, especially when you listen to the story and you see some of them, right? Like some of them are going to wow you. Some of them with their stories are going to be like, man, we're about to have a fight here and it's going to be super cool, right? And again, no spoilers, but that back half, there's a couple missions there that will make your jaw drop to the floor of like, wow, they created this, they did this, and I'm doing this right now. And it's cool. And like, yes, playing single player was still great as can be. Like Pear said, if we were doing this co-op, man, some of these moments are going to be unbelievable in co-op for sure. But yeah, the named enemies are really cool, mixed with the high value targets. And then of course, on top of that, your equipment, right? Like, don't forget that you have an arsenal of equipment and there's some really cool stuff, like something you've never seen before, of course, is the named enemies with the health bars. But if you upgrade that threat sensor to the highest upgrade, you'll actually throw out a threat sensor and it will give you health bars for every single enemy out there, which is totally different. You've never seen that before in a Halo game. And it is fun to be able to switch back and forth on the fly. And I am a little sad that it's not as fluid as I would like to combo the thruster Mm -hmm. into the grapple hook. And maybe on PC, kids will be able to really get it. But on controller, I don't think you could map the controller, a basic controller good enough to combo these moves. And then on top of that, I did it with the elites. And even then it still felt clunky with the back paddles, trying to go from thruster to grapple hook to thruster. And even if I did link it up, it wasn't that wowing, right? But I love that each one doesn't have a cooldown for just one use. It's like, oh, I use the grapple hook, switch to the threat sensor, pop that out, switch over to the barricade, throw that out, switch back to the grapple hook. And like, you can combo these in a cool way And it gives you awesome opportunities to really change up the gameplay, which is so dope when you get into these encounters, especially with some of the named ones where you're going to want all of that. Are there any dynamic moments where uh, maybe certain enemies will reference other mini bosses that you've taken down, the high value targets? I don't think I caught any. No, no, I don't think anybody talks about that. Because I think because I think, again, this is where it being open world and you can uh, do those targets in any order you want from a story standpoint it's almost how how would how would that character know 
what mm-hmm. character you took out at what time. So pro- probably some back end stuff that they ain't trying to code. They're like, nah, just leave sure. that out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will say, yeah, the high value targets know on the named enemies, the bosses and some of the missions, you will hear some of the grunts speak on some of the people you have taken down. There's a couple moments where he's like, oh, oh that's he what I was that's what I meant. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought he, you were talking about oh, yeah, he yeah. Took this yeah. dude down. Oh, snap. Mm-hmm. Like they will mm-hmm. definitely say that. But that's like clearly story. A sure. to B to C, like they're right. following that in like one concurrent. Right, that's mission. a script. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, part that's of the script. script. Yeah. Right. The that's high cool. value targets is something I was most, I think all of us were most excited about when we we saw the that trailer. System, man, and we're just of. like, like, whoa, holy <laughs> shit. Like, um, and from the the one that I got to take down and what I've played, I was like, this is really a k- kind of cool vibe. You kind of get to a part of the map where it kind of feels almost like a multiplayer designed level um that you're kind of facing off against the these characters in did it get monotonous over time are there a lot of these guys and do you think that overall they 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 nailed what they were going for with them there are 15 high value targets i wrote down uh i wrote a story about each and every one of them and i think probably nine of them for me were all very basic i wish they elevated them but then there was a couple where i was like oh my gosh that guy's in a ghost right now or, oh, snap, yeah, I'm yeah, on the edge yeah. of nowhere, and this dude yeah. is out there, right? And he's got his little banished group out there. Or there's another one where it's like, oh, man, you know, I, I don't want to spoil this, but it's like, oh, man, this is a crazy encounter. So I would say less than half were really special. A lot of them just felt like, oh, that's another brute, or that's another elite, like whatever, mm-hmm. and you murder them. But there's a couple where you're like, oh, wow, they did that? That's cool, and it made this encounter way more fun to go into. Andy, I, I was mainly going to ask that. Like, are, are we mostly looking at brutes? I know in the trailer we've seen Darth Maul elite. Uh, so I'm assuming that's going to be either a boss or a high value target. But I'm really hoping that we see a little a little bitch ass grunt as there a is. high value target. Oh, there, there is. is. There is. Oh yeah. <laughs> you, get, you get a couple of those i just sure. love the idea of yeah. a little grunt just leading a whole crew yeah. and being like, I'm the shit, dude. <laughs> but i i would even say and i'm looking beyond just this campaign in the story again this is halo infinite infinite possibilities so clearly they're going to add future content in, into the sandbox when we talk about high value targets like you were saying uh mike that's their opportunity to add some unique bosses into the world and Again, when, when co-op comes, even, you know, look, just bring Spartan Ops back. How about that? I, I would love to see them bring Spartan Ops back, have co-op specific missions, co-op specific high value targets that are going to be complex, difficulty scale. Just just the whole thing that encourage you, encourages you to want to get a few of your buddies together to want to go after them. I think that's something thinking post campaign. There's a there's a a great opportunity there for them, which again adds replayability back into the game and once has you want to come back and play. He drops some kind of unique weapon yeah. that, that you get or whatever the case be, right? You know, things like that. That that's what I hope post campaign we get to see. So you yeah, hope for that. Do you expect that? Do you think that the game was built for that? You can see the hooks are there for sure. You you can definitely see the way this world is set up. They can absolutely add post-campaign content in there and it would make sense for them to do it like what if this ragtag crew of banished even though like like mike said you you know now it's all you unsc controlled but there's this ragtag crew of banished that we didn't know about that now has decided to invade zeta halo and now you have to go investigate and it's this whatever his unique boss name is and you have to go take him out or whatever right things like that i i think it's clearly built into the game to be able to do but I mean, obviously, we'll have to see what their post-launch plans are going to be. Yeah, when yeah. you when you beat and clear the world in Ghost of Tsushima to add that replayability, they do add in the factor that oh, more more enemy Mongols have taken over the right, camps right. that we freed. How you know? Let's kind of extend uh, the replayability factor here. So that that's seems to be exciting. That that's sort of an option that they can explore and and add some more replayability there. Yeah, totally. And I'm excited to see what kind of weapons they can build off that. We mm-hmm. talked about the weapon variations, right? Like, not only can you build cool and unique encounters and different bosses, but like, what crazy weapons are they going to throw in there, right? Because there's variations on every UNSC gun, there's variations on all of the Covenant weaponry, and it's really cool. Some of the stuff, right? There's a tracking rocket launcher, which is just wild to put in your hands. It's really, really fun to track things and have a different kind of rpg and different weapon in your hand so i I can't wait to see that and yeah i don't want to spoil anything but when you beat this if you look at your tech map 
there's a lot of room to build off of this and do something cool with it. So I look forward to seeing what those post-launch plans are. And like we always say with all games, when will it be turned out? Especially with multiplayer and this, what is the content roadmap? Three, ma- three months, six months, a mm-hmm. year? When will we get this? And how big are they, right? Is it just three va- high-value targets, one stronghold, two FOVs on its own little island, and that's a little self-contained story? Is it a, a little bit of a larger story that might be six hours? I, I really look forward to seeing how they build off of this because uh, we are in the infinite platform, and it'll be fun to see what's next. Agreed. Do you guys have any closing thoughts before we wrap up the episode? Because I'm sure you guys are going to be answering way more questions and giving even more thoughts with Gary Witta on the X-Cast coming out later this week. Uh, but for now, what do you got, Paris? Uh, for me, I think kind of just to repeat what I said at the top, I feel like Halo Infinite is 343 finally owning this franchise. Um, I, I feel like it is now in good hands. I am excited for the future of, of where Halo is going to go both on a campaign side and and on a multiplayer side. Um, Ultimately, to me, when we talk about that year delay, it was well worth the wait because we're getting a very polished product. It is a product that is absolutely going to be worth your time. I think you're going to go into this. You're going to have fun with it. And when the credits roll, you're going to want more. And that's the sign of of, of a good game, right? You yeah. wanting more when the credits roll. Like, like I said, again, at the top, I think it's just short of being great to me for some of the things that we've talked about over the past hour or so. But when we look at this game, probably six months from now, nine months from now, a year from now, I think it's going to be an even better place than where it is today. And, and that is a credit to everyone over there at 343 and all the hard work that they've done here over the last year or so getting this game in, into to the place that it is so so kudos to them i think people should be excited about halo because um it's back it's back and paris says it so well and of course i'll reiterate i had a great time with this i really enjoyed my time with halo infinite and 343 put to rest all of my questions all of my concerns and said hey we can do this and we're gonna do this and it feels like this game is about moving on it's about moving forward together as a player and with 343 and I loved that and I felt that and when the credits rolled I wanted more I was excited for the future of what the Halo franchise will be and that is exactly what I wanted out of this experience it's been 20 years of an incredible franchise it's been six long years since Halo 5 and getting a new Halo experience and this is exactly what I wanted and some and so I'm really glad that we have the campaign now out we have multiplayer Co-op, yes, will be coming sooner than later. Later, really, I know. But uh, this is exactly what I wanted. And I'm having a great holiday season with Halo. And that's all I could ask for. I'd love to see it. Let us know in the comments below how excited you are from for Halo Infinite, which will be dropping imminently. It's crazy. It is days away from everyone being able to play this game. That is so damn cool. Uh, we're going to talk about it a whole bunch more, I'm sure, in the coming weeks and months as we discuss Game of the Year and all that stuff. You'll get way more of me and Andy's thoughts as well. But until next time, if you want to stay tuned to our Patreon-exclusive post show, you got to go to patreon.com slash games. But for everyone else, I love you all. Goodbye. <laughs>